You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Should I start talking now? And we're back. And we're back. I thought you were, I don't know if you were rolling. Then I, for then I remembered just now, it probably doesn't matter. You don't have to roll it before you record it because that's the whole point of having it. Yeah, it's a whole digital thing, isn't it? Pre-recorded. Yeah. Believe it or not, listeners, we are not doing reel-to-reels. No. But That'd be fun, though. I absolutely know how to do that. Do you? I. That's how I learned how to edit audio is on reel-to-reels, which is a nightmare. Well, I bet. Because you have so a like, lot of like tape and razor blades tape and, and special tape, tape and razor yeah. blades and, and then whoa. so then and you had to make sure that your audio engineer was like really careful to uh, like actively listen not just for mistakes but for places to pause because then if you, you like made it. a mistake sometimes he would just rewind it on the spot and be like oh yeah no this wasn't good so here's a pause point you're oh. gonna pick up right here how how uh, long ago did you guys switch to digital? Um, like for my work, they started switching before I started working there as an employee, um, which sounds like they were being shady, but we used a lot of volunteers in our past and as a kid, because both my grandparents worked there, like I volunteered and did all kinds of stuff, helping hey, stuff for experience. direct mail. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, so we don't pay the bills. No, you know. sure don't. Uh, you're going to pay me an exposure. Oh, thanks grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we've been, we moved to digital like 13 years ago. I think after the last guy retired and then my current, the current person took over, um, yeah, my boss Calvin had no interest in like maintaining the reels. He was like, why why would we do this when there's better ways to do it? Wonder when, and cheaper. when did like, you know, the media, I guess like broadcast media or when did they, wonder when they switched to to all that? I don't know. Tapes to... Because you look at some of the broadcast footage from like like sports games from like even like twenty years ago, it looks terrible. Yeah, just awful. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard it's because it's like because they didn't record it on really high quality tape. Oh, really? Because because it's just like that. I didn't know. I don't know. It's almost like they weren't like thinking ahead. Like you know what, people might want to watch this footage someday. But like it just, I guess I'm thinking. So it's longer than that. So maybe like 30 years ago, stuff in like, like the 90s. Like you'd think would be would look decent. My guess, you know. and I'm this is purely speculative. It's okay. That's what we're here for. We like it. Yeah. Is my guess is that sports broadcasting specifically probably took a spike up in quality in in the early 90s like when people started having massive tvs in their living room mm. because then yeah you know then they wanted to yeah. like keep they want to experience that. it they're mm-hmm. like it's bigger and it looks terrible yeah like i need this we need this to look better yeah and then now of course when you have your you know 100 inch tvs or whatever something yeah. unfathomable in the early 90s your your 8 million k yeah whatever the weird thing is that when you remember or think about uh like because because we're focused on pixels right so you have your 1080p and your 4k or whatever mm-hmm. and so then i was wondering like what's the equivalent of film in pixels i mean i think film can be like any resolution that you want right because you can you can, can blow it up like you can you can 
yeah so blow it up as big as you want so that's why all these like old movies when they like restore them yeah, like, they, they look, look great, great because they're on film yeah and i think i feel like maybe we talked about this but it's been at least five episodes so i feel comfortable talking about it again mm. uh or maybe 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 we just talked about it maybe that's part of the appeal of like the Christopher Nolan movies a little bit, seeing them in the theater on the big screen because of how high that result, it looks, it has a slightly different look to it because he still shoots film. Whereas everything else is digital. Not that the digital stuff looks bad. Like, don't get right. me wrong. Some of that stuff looks absolutely fantastic, but I think that kind of maybe gives a little edge. Cause then you're not worried about resolution. You can see it on the biggest yeah. screen you possibly can and know that it's going to be even better on the bigger screen. Right, and then, and the IMAX cameras are even like, yeah, even like more awesome than just you know regular film cameras because mm-hmm. they're made to be like massive, huge. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen a movie in IMAX. I think I've seen like, yeah. you know, I've gone to like whatever museums, zoos, like oh, space yeah, seen center, those. seen that stuff. But I've never seen like a like a a movie. A movie film, film movie film yeah. in a film. IMAX. I did. I wanted to see uh, Oppenheimer in IMAX and I just didn't. There wasn't one close enough for me to justify like driving because, you know, it's like th- a th- over a three hour movie. Plus, I think Omaha might have been the closest. Is that so that's the closest like, one? You know, that would have been like a whole day. And yeah, not committing. that I'm above spending a whole day like on a movie per se, but considering it's like a hard R movie. Like, I'm not going to take my kids to it. And yeah, the wife was kind movie. of like, well, I don't know. I'll watch it when, if you get it on disc or if it's streaming, you know, so. Is it streaming now? It might, I'm yeah. sure it is. We have, I have it on, I, I, I buy physical media. I, I bought it on the DVD Blu-ray combo pack. Sweet. I've started doing that a little bit with, um, <gasps> here it is right here. Still in the package. Oh, nice. Yeah. Looks great. Um, I started buying books again a little bit more physically. Like yeah. I'm there physically when I buy them. You're there physically? No. <laughs> no. You know, I buy physical copies because I kind of think about that. I'm like, you know, Amazon could just, you know, take my take my books away from me whenever whenever they feel like it. And it's happened to people before. Have you seen the people are discovering this on uh, like TikTok for the first time? It kind of blew up for a couple of weeks. Uh, I didn't see anything about it. No? Mm. Uh, I've just heard like, yeah. read an article or something about yeah. somebody losing their books. That could be because, oh, no, it was because um, Sony recently, people had stuff on their PlayStations. I did hear about that. They started removing yeah. it because they lost the licensing, but these are movies that people paid yeah. full price for, basically. Yeah, exactly. And now they don't have them because you're paying a rental free. You're not Yeah, you're paying to, to view the license. Yes. But you're paying full price. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, yeah, that's why, like, I have a, so I, I have an e-reader and I do enjoy it. Um, I have some complaints about it, but that's like a whole other ball of wax. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I like having the physical book. And then because of that, I've like, I, I, I buy the books that I really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, I think it was, I would kind of was on a kick where I'm like, ah, Kindle, I can read it immediately. Yeah. Yes. I got it. I did. And the, I haven't had any, you know, Amazon hasn't taken my books away. 
yet, yet. but they could. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, yeah. Just the last few books I've I've got, I've I've gotten gotten physical ones. So, plus yeah. you can like underline things or highlight things. Or you certainly can. You can smell them. You can smell them. You can feel the paper. Paper. So I got uh, one of the the. Uh, Man, I don't know if you planned this segue, Nate, but this is beautiful. So I didn't. Um, one of the one of the books that I'm planning on reading this year mm-hmm. is the one that's co-authored by J.J. Abrams and oh my goodness, I'm sorry, what's your name? Anyway, the, it's so it's the ship of Theseus, and it comes shrink wrapped in like a slipcase. Um, and it's like when you open it up, it's like an immersive reading experience because there's like the book itself. And then there's notes in it that are by hmm. I'm like another adventurer who's like reading this book. But then there's like media in it. So there's like like newspaper clippings and different things oh. that are in there that are not physically attached to the book. So like so it, like it could like fall out. Yeah. And- so that's why it's like shrink wrapped and they won't let you open it in the store because they don't want to lose the bits. And it's hmm. got like a slip cover too. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's on my like reading list. This year, I might start it. We'll see. Uh, I might start it. Ship of this Theseus week. is what it's called. Yeah, I think it. It might be called S. Actually, I, know, I just searched it on Goodreads and I saw both. I saw S and yeah. Ship of Theseus. So cool. Like, well, how did that come about? Like, like is it a is it a fictional story? Yeah, it's or it's something that was crafted to be like a slightly different type okay. of reading. That's, is my understanding. It's like you're discovering this information yeah. about, about this this tale, and you're cut, so supposedly there's stuff that you can like figure out. So I had somebody the the uh, uh, the bookseller at Barnes and Noble where I bought it um, was like, yeah. So when you open it up, you're going to be a little confused. Don't let the stuff fall out. And I at the time I didn't know. I was like, ooh, what stuff? And she's like, there's just stuff. No spoilers. Things. Things. Don't don't stuff let it fall books. out. <laughs> smell the books she was like so my recommendation to you if you have the time is read the book itself ignore the scribblings in the margins ignore the stuff that comes with it keep it where it is and just read that and then read it again and then read the stuff around it Mm. um to get like the full like experience experience and i was like oh okay so that's part of why i've put it off for so long how long is the book not super long it's only like it's hardback and it's only like yay thick inch and a half. Okay. Two inches maybe. Um, So you haven't started it yet. I haven't. I opened it up. Smelled it. Smelled it. (sighs) uh, Was careful to not like lose any of the stuff that came in it. And then I put it back in a slip case and put it on my shelf in my headboard, which is my like TBR shelf. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. So yeah. Well, that sounds like, that does sound like an interesting experience because- you know, some books, you know, some books don't have pictures. Other books have some pictures. Some of them have like, like, you know, like uh, footnotes or yeah. notes in the margins. So this book comes with everything. It, like, so like the annotation, so to speak, is part of the reading experience. The initial uh. reading experience, which makes me wonder like, so has anybody else come through and annotated their own? I don't uh, think- well, that, that would, would that be like a like a biblical concordance kind of thing mm-hmm. or cause, but a concordance isn't like, no, nah, concordance just is just commentary on. 
No, right? separate. A, con- a concordance is like I don't know. I want to look up. I want to find all of the the references to the word love. And so you go to your concordance, which has all the words from the Bible. I suppose there could be concordances for non-biblical works. I just have never found any. That's the only context that I know know of yeah. that. And word. so then you look up the word love, and then it tells you all the places that word is found. Oh, okay. I, 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 I. So am I conflating concordance with just with like straight up commentary, like where somebody yeah commentary has commentary would be like, on on this you know yeah this chapter this verse blah 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 yeah and that could be on anything I see yeah. like Barnes and Noble has like a literary poetry and literary criticism section now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so I've kind of poked at some of those and some of them are almost like reprinting as of the actual book but with the auth with the commentators notes on it so they're like oh you can see in this chapter blah, 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 blah. Hmm. you know hmm. interesting hmm. all right well we are together to record a podcast obviously but we came together specifically for this episode wait was that a surprise to you i was sure. i'm shocked <laughs> is that what this microphone is for yeah oh my god no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's just my <laughs> own thing even though we're you know you set it up, but it's bad. <laughs> um, we can so for for today we came together specifically to talk about a year in review, and um, and maybe what lies ahead for next year. Um, yeah. Specifically, we've been talking about books, so we're probably gonna talk probably talk a lot about books. Maybe dive into our reading challenge from Goodreads, how we did, and what our um, what goals we're setting for ourselves for next year. Yeah. So, did you set a reading goal for last year? I did. Wow! I didn't make it though. Oh no! How many? What did you set? What did you set as your reading goal? Um. Okay, let me look. Um. I think it was like eight, but I only hit four. Better, yeah. Better. Yeah, I hit four. Okay. So, what about you? I didn't. I don't think I didn't set an actual number that I recall. At least I didn't enter it into Goodreads. Did um, you read like 20 books or something? I read... Uh, yeah, I did read a bunch of books though. It's a little tricky because Goodreads is a little weird about adding... Uh, I kind of forgot how to add books that I've already read. Oh. Because um, I count my audiobooks too as having read them. Well, and we've decided, we've discussed this, that rereading a book still counts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whereas before we discussed that, I was always like, ah, oh, I can't count it because I've read this already. It's it's not it's not new ground. I'm, I'm just going back over the same thing, so I can't count it. But now, I'm going to count it. Yeah, so it looks like 23 books for me total last year. But you said that's not quite accurate. Is there that's more? Roughly accurate. I think there's a couple more because I don't think I add, I don't think I actually updated all of the audiobooks that I listened to last year. Um, I started going through the Dresden Files again, and I got through book thirteen as completed in that year. How many books are in that? Currently, uh, seventeen, not including the like short stories. Didn't you read quite a quite a few? Yeah. So did quick. you listen to them all or yeah. you did? Okay. I strictly listened to them this time. I love the narrator. James Marster is fantastic. Um, Spike from Buffy. If that helps. 
I'm sure I'd recognize him. I mean, I recognize the name Spike yeah. and Buffy. Yeah, and then I just I had like a bunch of other ones. I had uh, I posted a thing because uh, Goodreads does uh, like a year end review thing on the on the on the desktop site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was peeking at that, and so my shortest book was fifty nine pages, I think, something like that, and my longest book was over twelve hundred. Um, yeah, you got it. My year in books. Um, so yeah, my shortest book was the 500 hats of Bartholomew Covens by Dr. Seuss, which I highly recommend. Like, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's, and it's probably my favorite Dr. Seuss book. I have not read that one. And it's, it could be, I think I'd be hard pressed. It'd probably take me a while to put together like a hard top 10 list of books, but I would wager that that book would be in my top 10. Um, and my longest book is also hard in my top 10, The Count of Monte Cristo, which I read over the summer with uh, mm. my son and, and Open Eclectic Superfan Alexa. That's right. And that was a a fun experience for some of you. Uh, or was it for three, all of you? Uh, Two thirds of us enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> One third of us, uh, <coughs> well, I kind of had to drag drag my son through it a bit. He was reading a different translation. I think that was part of the problem. And so did you get him a different, the same translation later or just, did he just just, soldier through the, he just soldiered through the one he had. (coughs) So yeah, I just, I thought that was funny in my year in books uh, thing. I was like, yeah, 59 to 1200. Yeah. Mine is pretty close in, in the shortest to longest Of course. Again, I only read. So, so how many total pages did you read? Oh, I have to go back and look. So I got mine pulled up here. So again, paltry four, 2,973 pages. Shortest book was 564. That was Firestarter by Stephen King, which I'd had on my shelf for a long time. Um, And it was an old copy too. Like, I don't know if it's like original copy, but it's a pretty old paperback copy. Um, And I just like saw it and I was getting ready to go on a trip and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this and read it. And I did. It was pretty good. Uh, Longest was 929. That was Swan Song. Swan Song. By Robert McCammon. And that was very good. Um, although, I don't, I feel like this is kind of off because, maybe not. Because I read the first Game of Thrones book. And. That's a chonky boy. Isn't that like, I figured that's, that's a long book. Yeah. Oh yeah, I read four out of eight. Yep. That half. Half my challenge. <sighs> yeah. So. I started my year last year with a book called Wonderstruck, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is partially about um, someone who's deaf. And so it's written from two people's perspectives, one in the present, one in the past. And the one in the present, I think, has text and stuff that you read and everything in the past is all pictures because it's from the deaf person's perspective. Oh, so it's very, maybe I have that backwards anyway. So it was very interesting. What was it called? Book Wonderstruck. Yeah. Yeah. And you finished it. Yeah. I got it for Christmas in 22. And so I started my 23 reading with that one and you can read it in like two hours, even though it's a thick hardback book. Recommend. I do. Yeah, it was really good. It's right there on the shelf. You can see it. The, like the face book, uh, 
This first white shelf that oh. has books. Yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah. So not, it the, looks, not the Facebook. No, not the Facebook. <laughs> the other one. MySpace. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it looks huge. But then when you start reading it, you're like, oh my goodness, Ooh. I read like half of the book tonight. Oh. <laughs> All right. Bit like a comic book, eh? Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to feel accomplished, flip through a bunch of comic books. I did have one of those on my finished finished. I've list. got a few this collections, year. a graphic. Okay. Comic, graphic novel. What's the difference? Is there a difference? I don't Are they the same one. thing? Uh, you know, I, so in my mind, personally, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. if you get a comic book that's like a single edition or issue of whatever it is. So if you go and get so one Batman number, Batman Incorporated number one, two, three. Yeah. You know, that's like 15 pages or right. 16 pages. It's like a magazine, yeah. kind of a fancy your magazine. Yeah. And then, the, you know, then when you say graphic novel or something closer to that, then I think, oh, well, that's probably like everything from that season. Right. So Collection. to speak, that's collected right. for you and doesn't have ads. And then there's um, Omnibus, which is like, if you take all the graphic novels from a thing and you smash those together into one giant book, then, then you've got an Omnibus. Right. So there's like, one, one that I'm thinking of is like Walking Dead. And I think they have like compendiums, mm-hmm. which are like, and there's like three or four of those. And then the Omnibus is, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. I've got like some Omnibus of uh, Yasagi Yajimbo, which are pretty, pretty substantial. And I think it's one volume per year of its publication. So if I were to get all of them, I think I'd have like 35 volumes. Whoa. Yeah. He's stance to has been going at it for a long time. It's a lot. It's the only thing he does. Like he, he guests on some other things periodically, but mm-hmm. like he doesn't move around. Like some, some people do or write for a bunch of things. He only does this. Allows him to be pretty pro- prolific in his output. Yeah, um, Japan does not typically accept American comic books and, and animation mm-hmm. a lot. Like they're kind of, like, I don't know, snotty is maybe not the right. Snooty, snotty. Yeah, snooty, you know, I don't, I don't know if snooty is the right phrase for that. But anyway, so they, but um, Yusagi Ujimbo is loosely based on the life of Miyamoto Musashi, who is a famous samurai. And um, there's certain things in Japanese lore that has been incorporated into Yusagi Ajimbo. And so there's a section of it called Grass Cutter that's actually used to talk about like the spiritual history, I guess, of Japan a little bit. And that's actually used in some of the schools. Really? So he's like, yeah, one of the only ones. And this guy's an American, you said. He's a Japanese American. Okay. uh, Lives in Hawaii. Cool. I did not get to see him when I was there. Wrong island. <laughs> Man, dang it. I know. I was like, what if I see? I know. When I was going, I was like, oh, I, Stan lives in, lives, can I call him Stan? Stan lives in Hawaii. Maybe I'll see him when I was there. And I was like, I wonder where he lives. I don't usually like Googling where celebrities live. I think that's a bad habit to get into. And I was like, ah, forget about it. Let's do it. I was like, no, he lives in like Oahu or oh. it's, or someplace else. And I went, I, I went to Maui. Uh, Maui. Which is fine. Maui's fantastic. Yeah, I've been there yeah. once. My dad is actually, and uh, stepmom, and one of the step-siblings in their families is, is out in Maui right now. Oh, good for Today. them. Hey. Good times. It's a good place to be. I wish I was. Do you? Temperature here is yeah. it's a little cold. 
yeah fellow listeners or loyal listeners i should say it's it's like single digits right now yeah so it's rough rough times for the open eclectic temperature wise <laughs> and everyone else around yeah. here um happy to be warm in my basement yes it is it is quite comfortable right now so so you hit 23 yeah. last year you didn't really didn't yep. really have a goal i did eight and i got half so are you setting a goal for this year i did i set a goal in goodreads for okay. 20 books this year 20 all right i gotta look up mine again see I, what i set mine to be i did put together a reading challenge as well that i shared to my you did and i was interested in that so you're gonna have to pull that up again so i can yeah so i can uh do it so i set my goal so i took what i did last year and i added two so i have six so i'm obviously not as as uh prolific as you i've already used that word twice uh at, at reading but i want but i do like reading and i want to try to challenge myself a little bit so yeah so six and if obviously if i exceed it great so if you do everything on the 2024 reading prompts that i did if you do each book as its own thing and there's no rules with this like uh, jd was like well can i do like one book and if it covers multiple does that count and i was like it's your reading man <laughs> sure i'm not like policing you're not getting this. graded on this there's no grades <laughs> there's no like prizes for people who complete it i'm not gonna like demand that you give me a book report we don't get each. a pizza party if we you know what let's do a pizza party okay <laughs> let's i think we should do it i think we should do it that would be hilarious that'd just, be awesome yeah i don't think not we'll even hilarious that'd be great i just think i think i think you're onto something i think at the end of this year we should just be like yeah this is going to be our reading we should pizza like party. roll up to a pizza hut and be like can we sit down and eat here still yeah. and they're like we don't do that <laughs> we don't do that anymore can i get can i get a personal pan pizza but like right. three of them well i was just thinking like maybe what we should do because i've wanted to do this for a while but i don't know enough people who would commit to it to make it worthwhile is i kind of want to do like a book white elephant exchange oh okay so everybody brings like your favorite book that you read this year and then okay. somebody else goes home with it and you know that's 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 okay. theirs that's a, so, that's really cool that's a good way for people to expand their yeah. book collection and maybe get a book that that would be like just totally totally out out of the realm of what they would usually read kind of yeah, I think it could be, I think it has the potential to be pretty fun. So how many are doing your reading challenge? You? That I know you? of? Uh, JD? So three? Yeah, I think four four or five people might be doing it. Um, I'll head up my uh, reader friend to it from work. Uh, Tommy might want to participate. Sweet. So yeah, it'd be nice to, yeah, I, I might hit a few people up and just see if okay. we want to do it. Well, yeah, I like that idea and I like the idea of the pizza party. I think we should do that. That'd be great. And the white elephant party. Yeah. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, I like t-shirts or something. Yeah. It could be like an official open eclectic event. So I'm actually wearing my book club t-shirt today. Oh, very nice. That I, that I, uh, made... Um, I used to have a short story book club that I was a part of, or not a short. Yeah, we we were the short story book club that also liked to do other cool things I too. Tell me about that. And I made uh, shirts for everybody. Nice. One year. Um. So we have we kind of had a 
kind of have a book club. We have yet to meet about the book we've been reading. <laughs> For the Grapes of Wrath. I know. <laughs> so I am caught up. I am Surprisingly, too. I am, I am too. I think gotta... I might have even read in one more chapter beyond, yeah. beyond that. I was thinking it might just need to do like, break down and do like a Zoom meeting with everybody or something just to... Well, because we have four yeah four total yeah four total and angela told me she just read she read the whole thing because she had to get it back to the library and i was like she's a she's a big reader i'm not i am not surprised that she's just like i gotta get this back in like two days i might as well just read the whole thing yeah yeah done and i'd be like i can't do this i give up and i bought mine from uh half price books when i was there so oh i still have my high school copy and there's exactly like three notes on the inside cover <laughs> that, the, that my English teacher gave. You know, it's like write this down. Notice Is that this. Yep, nice. And that was it. So I've act, but I've actually like taken notes and like underlined stuff myself. I sent you a picture. I hope it wasn't like a spoiler when I sent it to you. No, that was fine. I don't know if you you could gather con you know context from reading it. Didn't tell you exactly what happened, but yeah. Anyway. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Well, so like a reading adjacent and speaking of underlining, I have a hard time writing in books, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I struggle to do it. And, uh, but after reading the Count of Monte Cristo last summer and like taking, I took notes while I read to, you know, cause we got together every week to two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we had to, we had to read like 10 chapters a week over the summer in order to get it done before because the idea was to get it done before mark had to go back to school school. yeah so i was like all right so i actually made myself like a little book and i had like put all my notes in here and i was like i should Mm -hmm. like and at the end i was like man i should go i should like annotate right i should like highlight and underline and do some color coding you should publish your own commentary on the count of monte cristo that would be interesting um i like yeah i just i couldn't bring myself to do it and then I was like, you know what? I sh- All right, here's what I'll do. I'm going to buy another copy, and that'll be the copy I'm buying specifically for me to write, write in. in. The problem is that the translation I want to do it with only has one edition, and there's no room in the margins. <laughs> <laughs> just tape tape extra paper to the side of each page that you want to write on. I know. I was just like, <laughs> oh, this sucks. Oh. Um, so we'll see. I might still I might still do it. I might still do it. Maybe I'll do like underlining kind of a thing or, or you could color code yeah, yeah. i suppose um post-it notes i guess well yeah but like you'd have to reference if you're gonna write it somewhere else that's like yeah <sighs> it's just it's not ideal no it's not so, but we'll see i'm still thinking about it um i want to do it yeah i i I know I was talking about underlining things in in that. I guess that one I'm like, well, I already wrote in it for school back way back when, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel too better writing in it. Other books though, like, I feel like if it's like a like maybe a self help book, that one feels like pretty acceptable to underline and write in. Yeah. Or if it's like a book that's related to obviously like if obviously if you're taking it for a class or something, or if it's like related to your work. Like it's some work, you know, self-improvement type book or or something. Um, I don't feel as bad writing in those. But if it's just like a straight up, just like chapter, you know, chapter book, I'm like, eh. I've written in a few of them, but I don't, I don't, I don't write in those as much. So I've seen some people and I've even like 
seen some watch some like uh, uh, YouTube videos and stuff about people who annotate and they talk about like why they do it and how mm-hmm. and some different things. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's really cool. I should do that someday. But I, that means I have to write in the book. <laughs> <laughs> now, so do they all, are they all just like, they have no problem writing in the books or do they do like where they buy another copy kind of like you said, or I don't know if I've never, I, I haven't heard anybody say this is my annotation book or something like that. It's just, uh, I decided that as I was reading this one, I wanted to annotate and make notes. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and if funnily enough, like two or three people were like, I've always heard the Count of Monte Cristo is really good. So I'm going to do it and I want to make some notes. So that way I can go through and review the book better. And, um, yeah. And then at the end, they've got like all these like flagged tabs in it and underlined stuff. And they're like flipping through it. And I'm like, dang, that's, they really, they were serious. Yeah. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to put sticky notes and you're going to highlight in different colors, like you have to have a system. Yeah. Cause otherwise it. it's just like, like that's how it is with my Kindle, like the Kindle. Cause you can, you can highlight in different colors and all that and put notes in and whatever. You know, I do that sometimes, but I'm like today I feel like blue means sad and, th- <laughs> and today and red is angry and yellow is, you know, and I'm, but, it, yeah. but it can change. So I'm just like, there's no system. Not that it really matters. Cause it's just like, you know, yeah. for me, but um yeah so okay so you're reading over 20 books your goal for my goal, next year i think my goal for this year is 20 books 20 is what i said and okay. yeah i said six obviously i'm not gonna stop if i'm like halfway through right. the year and i've hit 20 you know you're but, like i'm way over pace i'm just gonna stop yeah, I'm gonna slow this down. stop slow it down yeah um yeah, and then I put together those reading prompts, you know, a book you own but haven't read, reread a favorite, a historical book, a book to improve your life. That might be a good one, like you were saying, to highlight and stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A New York Times bestseller from your birth month and year. Oh. Um, yeah, which I thought You need to send that to me. Gotta, send that to me on like yeah. Google or wherever. Uh, a book based on its cover art, a book by a, and I put local in parentheses, author, because mm. mm. maybe you don't have one that's specifically from Lincoln or... You can count surrounding cities. So, sure. yeah. I what about have. state? We sure. Whatever you want to define as local. Like I said, that's not. Earth. The <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This yeah, solar system Earth. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a book from the kids section. And I put kids in parentheses because that could be like. Like YA, the YA. Or just straight yeah. up kids books. A book over 100 years old. A holiday themed mm. book. And a book you picked up just for this list. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, so yeah, kind of a tight, I think I'm knocking, I'm already kind of knocking out some of those things right now. Because <sighs> one of them was like a rereading a book, mm-hmm. which, you know, I can do that. I can read. Yeah. I can do that. Um, another one was like a book you own, but haven't read. Right. Yeah. Was my, I was like, I, so for me, when I was coming up with these, I was like, all right, I've got, I've got a bunch of books that I've purchased that are on my shelf upstairs. I need to knock some of those out this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of have one in, one in mind that I'm, that I, that could count for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a pirate book. Ooh. Nonfiction. It's about yeah. pirates. I'm going to read uh, American Prometheus this year as well. That's a chunky book. Who wrote that? That's what, uh, that's the book that the Oppenheimer oh, movie yeah, is yeah. based on. Mm-hmm. Yep. We actually have that too. Yeah. I have not started reading it yet. I haven't either. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big boy. It is. It's a little intimidating. I don't, I don't. But it has pictures in the middle. That's true. 
Now, when you get a book like that, that's about like, you know, a historical figure, uh, you know, or, you know, based on a true story. Uh, do you immediately flip to the pictures and look at those or do you, do you make yourself read all the way through till you get to the pictures? Um, it kind of depends sometimes. Um, if it's a book I'm not sold on, then I'll look at the pictures and be like, all right, this person sure. had an interesting enough life. I'll read it. You know, um, sometimes though, you know, uh, there's a book called the seventh escape, it's about a guy who escapes from he's a he's a prisoner of war and he escapes from the Nazis mm-hmm. um, seven times as it happens. Whoa. Uh, so there's pictures in that and I deliberately did not look at any of those when I read that one. I read the book first and even when I got to him because they were in the middle. So I got to him and then I skipped over it and then I finished it and then I went back and I looked at the pictures because um, and then I was glad that I did because they had they definitely had spoilers because there are mm-hmm. pictures, mainly pictures of him after the war and like with people. And so like, oh, you know, that person survives and that person right. survives. And so, you know, you want but, no spoilers. Yeah. Read it. I, I typically out. prefer the no spoiler method, but. I was reading. So speaking of books that about like real people and, you know, that would be interesting to read. I saw something about Howard Hughes. Hmm. Apparently, he was a very eccentric, uh, interesting. I saw the movie. Interesting guy. I did not. Oh, really? That was was that the Aviators? Are those yeah. called Leonardo DiCaprio? Did not see that. Apparently, he suffered from like crippling OCD. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. I would like. I'll have to look and see what the title of the book was. But maybe I'll add that to my want to read list. There you Goodreads. go. You know, if anyone's going to sponsor us, it should be Goodreads. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> anybody anybody want to sponsor us? Yeah. We just, could, just let us know. I mean, and thank you to those of us who have sponsored us on Ko-Fi. Yes. Bought us a Ko-Fi. Yes, appreciate that. Um, let's see. So, we've talked about books. Do you, Sir, have, any, do you have any non-book related goals for this year? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, we kind of did this last year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Or was it last year? Or was it two years ago? I probably right. should have re-listened to that episode to see how miserably I failed. <laughs> I did not beat, oh, I did not finish Breath of the Wild last year. <laughs> so you haven't finished that yet? No, I blew it. I didn't do that. I did not do a picture a day like I was planning last year. Um, but you did that like a couple years ago. I did. Right? That is a, it is a big commitment. And Did you hit it? We talked about that, didn't we? Like, yeah, there was a year where I did it. I hit three sixty-five or more than that, technically, because I went into like um, January and. Nice. Oh man, yeah, nice. it was. It's a it's a huge commitment. It's kind of wild to think about because you you just like yeah, hey, just you know a photo a day. That's not that hard, but. But if you're actually like staging it, setting it up, yeah, you know, like thinking about what what it is instead of just being like, look, it's a picture of the table. Look, it's a picture of the floor. Right. You know, obviously, you, you want to put more into it than that. Yeah. I did do the the MeWe Toy Photographers Challenge Bingo Challenge last year. Was uh, and they were like instead of doing like a monthly challenge, we're going to do this, and so it was like twenty four um, prompts, and yeah, then you could just do whatever you wanted, and you could do them all at once if you wanted, or you could space them out throughout mm-hmm. the year. I left like six of them to the end of the year, um, 
And I decided when I first saw that, that I'm going to do it twice and I'm going to do, do it once with Woody and once with this Gomez um, figure I have is a cockroach in a suit. <laughs> and <laughs> just to see, I don't know, just for the fun of it. And it was going to be the same, like same photo, different subject kind of a thing. So whatever staging I did, mm-hmm. I did for, I did it for both of them. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And the Woody ones, I think, ended up being better, which surprised me. Um, and then at the end of the year, uh, over, actually, maybe it was, yeah, a week ago, we did like a, a meetup and everybody who participated in it, we kind of went through each other's photos and talked about some different things. Um, anyway, that was a big enough challenge that I completed. Um, cool. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that and I didn't do Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I got distracted. I didn't know when I made that commitment that Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 were going to come out on the Switch. So that really sucked me in. Did you finish all those? No, I haven't finished them. <laughs> but I guess they only came out, what, a couple months ago? Yeah, September, I think. September. Not that long ago. Well, now you've got, so you get Breath of the Wild, and then you got Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think I'm going to play that. Did, did Martin get that one? He did not. No? Yeah, I'm surprised. Did he get the other, like the one, the one that came out after Breath of the Wild, the like more uh, no cartoony looking uh, one, no. or or no, didn't get that one. He really liked Breath of the Wild. He's beaten it like three or four times, but just that one, just that right. one, yeah, just that one. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and sometimes games just just click, just speak to you, and you're like, you know what, I love this, and I'm just gonna do it over and over again. Yeah, that's uh, I've 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 beaten Metal Gear Solid's one, two, three, uh. Yeah, one, two, and three, probably a dozen times each. Wow. That's a lot of times. It is a lot of times. For the same game. Yeah. Same games. Especially when you remember the the first one came out on the PlayStation 1. So that would have been like 98, Mm 99-ish. I probably didn't play it until 99, 2000. But still. Well... Because you let me borrow the first one. <laughs> yeah. And I I clearly didn't get very far, but I made it to like the second. No, I made it to a boss level. The one. And you had to give me a hint. You had to tell me. You're like, oh, you have to plug in plug oh, your yeah. controller into the second, the second player. Yeah. Because he quote re- he like reads your mind, air quotes. Um, if you have other Konami games in your memory card plugged in at the time, he'll talk about like, oh, I see that you like Castlevania and this game and this game. And, oh. Yeah, like if, so. If you're not when you're not expecting it, it was real freaky at the time. Um, and then there was like a trick where you move your control, you unplug your controller from from player port one to two. Spoiler. Yeah, just give everybody hints. That's fine for when you go back and you play this twenty five thirty. Yeah, if you if you don't if you don't know now you know and now you know yeah yeah. The other trick is to shoot the statues. If you can destroy the statues real quick. So, how does that? encounter work on the switch then great question so you can pause the game and you can go in and basically tell it controller port 2 oh yeah. okay so so it's the same it, it does the same thing yeah so if you're just trying to play with normal controls it's like nope 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 yeah and you're like oh so you just tell it it's like a it's a it's a thing in the pause that's buried in the pause menu <laughs> yeah that's great that's awesome Okay, so I don't I don't even know if I had any goals 
last year. I'm sure I did if I listened to that episode. That's why I should listen to it too. But I was going to lose weight last year too. I think that was on my list or to like kind yeah. of focus on my yeah. health a little bit more. And I, I, uh, I don't know what I weighed at the beginning of last year, but about two weeks before Christmas, I started weighing myself like every day mm-hmm. before I take my shower. Yeah. Um, so I get the true weight. Right. Yeah. Right in the morning. Right in the morning. Uh, yeah. My, my bowel system switched too. So I'd like take a dump right in the morning too. <laughs> <laughs> offload as much as you can <laughs> wasn't intentional i don't know how that worked it just it kind of happened anyway so since then so i was at like one f- not one i haven't been i haven't been i haven't been, I haven't one, been one for for a long time mm. so i was at two 18 or so mm-hmm. about then and as of uh th- as of this morning's weigh-in i'm at uh, I was at 202. Wow. And I've, and Good I've job. seen flat 200, uh, like one day. I don't know if I just didn't eat the day before or what, but like, <laughs> you know, you're so. not retaining as much water. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you know. so yeah. Awesome. Just, well, that's good. I mean, it's so it's been, it's slightly past the year, but it's, it's close. Yeah, the beginning you know, of the year. Whatever. It's yeah. close enough. Good job. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm always on an eternal, or I, well, yeah, it's an eternal struggle for me to lose weight. Um, and I haven't been very successful at that, but I'm really trying lately, like the last, last couple of weeks, I've, or at least this last week. Okay. It's just today. No, <laughs> no, it's been about this, this week. I've Actually, been trying just to, now. I decided. Yeah. yeah just right now. <laughs> right now. I decided. Um, trying to be a little more mindful. You know, I got an app to track and I might track what I'm eating on my phone. I weigh myself in the morning. You know, I've, I've dropped a couple pounds. So nice. Um, with those food tracking apps, like if, when I, I did that for a while and I found that like, um, part of what helped me lose weight <laughs> is that I didn't want to take the uh, the time to figure out how to add whatever meal I was having to the app. And like, that was a big deterrent for me. So, so you I was just, just wouldn't like, eat? So I just wouldn't eat. <laughs> like, mm, you know what? I'm just going to have some carrots because that's carrots, easy to They're like free, basically. Yeah. Wow. So that is a thing. That's a struggle with those apps is uh, you're always like, okay, because if you let yourself just kind of go off the rails and you're like, well, I can't really track. It's just a little harder to track that. But then, yeah. but for me, so I'm like opposite of you. I'm like, that wouldn't be a deterrent to me at all. I'd just be like, <laughs> eh, I'm like, screw it. Well, I'm just going to eat whatever. I don't care. You know, yeah. I wouldn't, I would not eat. I would just like, oh, I'm going to be mindful. Right. But I'm not very good at being mindful. So. <clears throat> yeah, I have that problem. I have a chip problem, actually. Like, oh, yeah. if I oh, if I open a bag of chips, I have to I have to buy myself small bags of chips because if I open a big one, then that's one serving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sometimes, my friend. So you know, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for many of us. I really like. Uh, there's not a good enough uh, reason for me to to work from home full time again. But during the COVID era, that was great for me, food wise. Because I would wait to eat until like 1030 to 11 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I would eat a moderate amount of food. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go crazy, but then I wouldn't eat again until dinner. So I was doing like two meals a day and that was fine. If I needed a snack, I'd get up and I'd have like a little snack and then I'd go back out to my garage office at the time. Um, it was better for like my controlling my caffeine intake as well. 
Really? And, yeah. See, when I, when you started saying that, I thought you were going to say like, "Man, I just went crazy. I ate like wh- I ate everything, and I was no, just I just that's interesting. Yeah, I was just, well, you know, I was like at home in my home office, so if I needed to, if it was like a boring or like a really slow day on the phones, or if I was doing a lot of processing, I could turn something on on my other like screen, or like I had like a TV out there, I you know listen mm-hmm. to a podcast mm-hmm. or something, and that's like a lot easier to do when you're working from home versus in the office, and somebody walks in and is like, "What are you watching? What the heck are you doing? You're not supposed Nothing. to be streaming." You know, I'm only thinking about work. Oh, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was still getting my work done. I think right. I was maybe more effective at home right. working full time. And so like I had that stuff. So when I was more distracted, cause like, honestly, I don't know, like no matter, no matter what job I have, no matter how much I like it, I get bored. I think everybody does. And I get the money. And then, and then I start the thinking munchies, about like yeah. munchies and I'm like, you know, it'd be great right now. I was like, what if I had some cheeses or, you know, <laughs> nachos or I don't know. And then like you eat it and then it's just, it's a problem. Yeah. So I found that working from home, like I just, I don't know. I had, I did a lot better about controlling my intake. It's interesting. Cause like, yeah, you continually amaze me, Josh. Cause like, <laughs> I mean, I've been working from home since 2020. And so that, that is the norm now. That's, that's what I do. Um, I guess I haven't like, I don't know. I don't think I have as much self-control as you in that regard. Maybe in all regards. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, sometimes, some days I'm better. Some days I'm, I'm not as good. Um, but like I said, this, especially this week, been trying, dropped a few pounds. Hopefully I can keep building on that. Keep, yeah. keep building by losing. Yes. <laughs> Build by losing. I should, I should trademark that. In October too, I uh, I made sure to do like ten thousand steps a day, every day, Whoa. without without fail. I did ten thousand steps, and I have like a little under desk. Um, we have a under desk peddler type thing here at at home, and I actually have one in my office too. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't fit under my office desk. It's too low the the my desk, so like I slap my knees on it all the time. But dunk, 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 dunk. but like if I don't want to socialize with my coworkers because I have a small office that I work in. So when one person goes on a walk, everybody goes. Oh. And sometimes it makes it a little awkward if I'm like, you guys are walking too slow. <laughs> I need to go for a sprint today. <laughs> so sometimes I'll stay in my office and read and then like pedal while I'm reading. There you go. That's cool. 10,000 a day. Yeah. I just, I just checked how many steps I have from working at home and I didn't do anything else. 2,000. Yeah. So I'm at... 7,900, but I did go to a couple of stores tonight to kind of grab a couple of items uh, since we're expecting inclement weather. Uh, yeah. Weather. Um, yeah, that, that is that is a struggle for sure. Uh, I definitely get less steps being at home. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I have a dog, so if I walk the dog during the day, you know, I, yeah. can, I can get some good steps, but I would be hard-pressed to hit 10,000 Unless I walked really far or multiple times or something. Yeah. Playing, so. uh, my son got me into playing Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Around that yeah, time. Yeah. So, like, we'd go down to, you know, the college, but we have a college pretty close. So, we'd go down there and walk around and hit the gyms and do raids yeah, yeah. and walk around quite a bit. So, that helped a lot. But I, uh, I played that a little bit. I actually have it on, like, 
the location thing so it can so it can read my location when even when it's not open oh yeah so i haven't opened it in a while but when i do it'll probably be like oh egg hatch yeah yeah snake <laughs> but uh yeah, i did that yeah my son actually got into that he like so he doesn't have a phone but he has an ipad right so we went for a walk a couple times and like i would let him tether you know, use the hotspot on my phone as his internet. Nice. So he could, so he could still catch Pokemon. So he was into that. He's way more into the cards right now. Yeah. But and I actually started collecting them. Too. That's, I mean, that physical media, man. I know it's great. I Getting can't. them in your hands. It's not. It's not the same to play the games on like your phone or your yeah. iPad. You know. Yeah. I can't do. I can't do the cards. No. No. You know, and you know why? Why? Because you know I'll get too into it again. Oh. Just like I did with Versus. That was a problem for me for a while. Oh, that game was so cool. It really was. I had. Did I, have, I give you my cards? You did. I have them. They're, I think they're in a box still. I haven't unpacked them. So this would be this would be Marvel versus uh, trading card game for the listeners. Right? Yeah. So did they they discontinued the game, right? We were into that heart like pretty yeah. hard for a while. We did. We played that all the time. Yeah, it was so oh, cool. Was so awesome. You build your deck and you get new cards. Oh man. So they have a new game. Yeah, and it's not. And we tried it and it wasn't the same. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed playing it. It just, I was like, yeah. It wasn't quite the same as just getting your deck of cards and like playing yeah. each other. So I have a coworker whose kid is into uh, Magic the Gathering, apparently. And he was like, I just don't really, like, can you explain this to me a little bit? And I was like, oh, you know, here's my rudimentary understanding. And he was like, oh, so do you play much? And I was like, no, nah, I can't. I'm not allowed. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean you're not allowed? And I was like, I would get way too into it. You know how deep a hole you can go in with Magic the Gathering? That collectible card game's been out for like 30 years or more. Yep. Yep. I just, I was like, that would be just so financially irresponsible of well, me. Well, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't tell you this. I would never financially recover. Because they have, they do collaborations with like different um, IP, I guess. Yeah, they do now, don't they? Like they did a Lord of the Rings one. Did you hear about that? <sighs> yeah, because there was the, the, uh, one, the ring, one ring, right? The actual, the one, it's, the unique card. There's there, only there's one. copies. Because it was a shiny too, right? Like it was I, yeah. a, a foil you can buy Like you could buy like, you know, uh, reproduction ones. But yeah. the true one was going to be worth like a lot. I and some that, dude... Dude. Like Macklemore or somebody buy Post Malone. It? Post Malone. I don't know. It was know. like two million dollars or something. Jeez. It's just like, yeah, the guys uh-huh. like Post Malone's like, how much you want for it? He's like, uh, two million. <laughs> He's like, Done. okay, yep. Check. He's like, yeah, I just made two million dollars. Right. I mean, good, good for that guy. Yeah. It's it's those games are a lot of fun. I did um I did collect a little bit of Legend of the Five Rings. I did finally get rid of all those cards like a year or two ago, um, which I liked a lot. But again, it was one of those collectible games where, like, I don't know. Well, it's like, I mean, it's similar to, like, I mean, especially with this, the collecting part. I think that's what I care about more. It's not even the gameplay. It's just, like, it's the process. It's the getting and the looking at and putting them in pages in a binder and then putting them away <laughs> i got i get really into the deck building too actually yeah yeah that can that can be fun although i struggle with that i'm i'm not as good at doing that i think div i can think deviously enough so like my uh well jared uh he got me into l5r and um i started putting together a deck and he was like so we got together to play and he had you know a really nice well built deck mm-hmm. that you know he I, I don't remember if he had done tournaments at the time but I was like, well, let's get together and play. I want to test my deck. And, and I was like, I'll probably lose because I've 
only played yeah. like twice or whatever. And we played, and he, I almost had him. Like it was real close. And he was like, what did you do here? So I started explaining like my thought process for building the deck. And he was like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's like, that was cool though. Uh, anyway. So yeah. that's, so that's, that's still a game too. Like people. No, that not. game right after I started collecting it, they changed some things in it and it, it really alienated their fan base and <sighs> people kind of dropped it, started dropping it and they weren't accruing new members or new players. So that they kind just of a like, thing. Yeah. shut the doors. We're done. Yeah. Mm, that's too bad. That sucks about the, the versus game too, because like, I, don't, I forgot about that until like right? just now. It was a lot I'm of like, fun. Um, yeah, I remember we spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you got them around here I, somewhere? I probably do. Uh, I've, I've got most of my games on the shelves. Now, there's probably, there. you know, the Hellboy deck and my Batman stuff from Versus is probably, it might still be in a box, actually. Box. I don't see it immediately on the wall, and that one's, those ones are harder to miss. Yeah, I had a bunch of those. Yeah, and I think yeah, I did give them all to you. Yeah, just, yeah, we should we should bust those out. We could still play with them. We, we can, right? yeah. That be man, JD. We could get him in. We could. I have his too. I think. Do you? <laughs> oh no, they're right there. They're right there. I knew it. See that oatmeal box? That oatmeal box was either yours or JD's, and the bag above it is the other one. That one is probably your your stuff. No, right this there. is this is my this is my deck box right yeah. here. Yeah. Oh. Can I open them? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I remember the Velcro. Look at that. These cards are so cool. They really are. That's the thing. It's like they just... So cool. Yeah. I think... Oh, yeah. We're geeking my, out here, kids. My counters. Geeking out. Oh, yeah. Plot twist cards. Locations. This is, yeah, these games, see, yeah, these games have a lot of appeal because I realize that they're luck of the draw. For anybody who doesn't know, Foil. you, you pay, you purchase cards and then mm -hmm. you choose which mm -hmm. ones you want to play with in your deck and you kind of battle against other people's decks and there's rules and stuff governing like how they work together and how they interact together. And that to me is fascinating because you're limited. You need like minimum of, I don't know, 25 cards for a deck, maximum of 40 or so. That's the thing that like intrigues me too in about like uh, Magic the Gathering is there's so many cards that you could literally just never play the same game twice, like the same hand, so to speak. There's so com it's such a complex um, system of of cards that you can have work together that you can make like a touring computer out of cards. There's like a whole video on it that I saw. It's really? incredible. Yeah, it just just wow. because there's it's been around long enough that you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And the same thing with this. I just I like the figuring out how stuff works together. Oh yeah, here's my Hellboy counters. Yeah, see like the whole deck building, that's like I know that's where, you know, where the you know, your success is going to be is is making a deck that works well with cards that work well together. Yeah. But yeah, like I said it's it's like kind of overwhelming to me. So I think I just need to put a little more effort into it if I were to pick up a game and, and play yeah. or like Pokemon or whatever. 
the fate the fate things i was collecting the fate cards that's right so there's a character called dr fate and you can collect in verses you can collect items that you can equip to your characters mm-hmm. to give them certain bonuses and so there were you could collect his helmet his like belts his cape and like one other thing and you could equip them all and every time you added to it it grew even more so like each item gave you a plus one let's say but then if you had oh. two items it was actually it was like a plus one plus one for each other fate item you had equipped so if you had all of them it became this like op kind of oh, thing anyway see. Yeah. yeah totally forgot about that nice yeah um no i get what you mean about like getting sucked in like it's kind of similar to like 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 i said for me it's kind of more almost more the collecting part yeah so like it reminds me of sports cards yeah like football you know mm-hmm. football baseball you know i i would buy packs and i had a i had quite a few cards when i was a kid but then as an adult when i had a little bit more you know a little bit more uh um uh, expendable uh, uh, what do you call it? Discretionary spending, extra money to spend. Yeah, whatever. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy. I'm gonna try to complete the whole set. You know, like Ooh. like hundred, like two hundred, three hundred cards, which I never did. Right. But it's like, but you waste. You, I guess it's not a waste. Some people would say it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Whatever. You know what value you get out of it. But it's like it's such a huge amount of money. And it's like time because you're looking through the cards. You're like, oh, duplicate, duplicate. Okay, here's number one. Here's yep. number two. Number three. You know, putting them in order and all that. Um, it's definitely a hole you can you can fall into. You know, whether it's yeah. like whether it's the getting and the strategizing. You know, and the deck building, like you said, or just you know the collecting. There like, should be a way to play fantasy football based on the sports cards. Or like something there probably of that nature. is. There's got to be a there's, way. There's board games for football, so yeah. it's kind of similar. I mean, just thinking like because because those cards, you know, baseball, football cards, they're not. You just they're just they're collector and informational, right? They're not. It's not like you play a game with them. I want to say that Tops, you know, which is a big card, you know, company mm-hmm. memorabilia company, they had a. I know that they had an online. I got like a phone based like baseball card collecting thing where you actually could battle i think with other people (laughs) interesting and i think there's also like a soccer one too because that could be kind of cool to be like you know that would be cool and then you know yeah because like with sports cards you know or you know it's it's purely like like you said it's just it's the collecting because there's no there's no game in it it's just the collecting part yeah so i got a i have a collection of baseball cards actually yeah yeah, when I was a kid, they're all in they're all in sleeves in my uh, in like a binder. Nice. Yeah, nice. my dad my dad got me a bunch. I just I don't know. When I was a kid. I was like, yeah, baseball cards. Yeah, I got and a bunch of like, those too. They I, just sit there. Yeah, I got like three or four binders of of football, baseball, basketball. I mean, not three or four of each, but total. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do with them. Supposedly, my dad has a couple from, like, the 20s and 30s, like, real mm. antique old ones. Those are he just, pretty valuable. Yeah. See, that's, and that's the thing, like, that's another trap you fall into. People are like, oh, if I pull this one, it's really valuable, then I could sell it. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, but you're probably not going to get it. And even if you did get a card that some website or magazine tells you is worth a lot, you're probably not going to get that much money for it. And you got to find a buyer for it. And that's, yeah. It's and they're going to take a cut or, you know, you take it to a card shop to sell. They're going to take a cut. Yep. 
Yep. yep. <sighs> it's just, you know, you can't yeah. win unless you like. Collect them for you if you want yeah. to, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like Beanie Babies. Did you collect those? I had a small collection of Beanie Babies. I think we still have them. The kids probably have them somewhere. Oh. Yeah. I never really got into those. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't. I mean, I was a kid. I didn't get into them for this for like the investment. Well, value. sure, you're just like it's a, it's cool. There's a really sad documentary that's on YouTube about uh, I can't man who was it. There's like a famous actor or sports person who like insisted because because this was the belief at the time. For anybody who doesn't remember the Beanie Baby craze, people believed that you could collect these. And that this was an investment in your future because of how sought after they were at the time. And of course, the Beanie Baby bubble burst. Um, so this guy had like three sets of every Beanie Baby. He tons of these freaking things, right? Blew his family's savings on them, college funds, everything. Oh my goodness. And was like bagging them up and sealing and like doing all stuff to, to preserve them. Um, and, and everybody's like, what are you doing? What, like, what, what about our, you know, future and our Why? college? And he was like, this, your future is set. Look, look right here, you know, and he's serious people. This is how people treated it. And then when all of a sudden everybody just kind of, there's just a moment in history where everybody looked at each other and was like, this was dumb, wasn't it? And then, <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> right. Like people would, when they introduced the teeny beanie babies as McDonald's toys, the lines were out the store, just people waiting to, and the, they would buy a happy meal and throw it in the trash and take out the beanie baby. And that was, that's, that was it. And so that's part of when McDonald's started switching to be like, if you want to just buy a toy, just buy the toy. Like don't waste the food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was wild. I should watch that documentary because I mean, I always like heard about beanie babies, but I never really like realized just how, yeah, how just a, over the top it was. I have a book about it in my uh, Audible um, library about it. I think it's called The Great Beanie Baby Bubble or something like that. It's and hard to say. Periodically, there's like pictures that'll come up and it's like, this is the saddest, most depressing picture I've seen where a husband and wife are in court and they're getting divorced and the judge is making them split up the Beanie Babies in court <laughs> And then, like, making it an official thing of, like, yes, these Beanie Babies belong to this spouse. Wow. Yeah. It's just. I heard. I think I heard about that. It's amazing. Mm. So, I see you've got some Versus cards here that are in plastic. I got. I bet those are JDs. Or were. Superman. The Great Steve. Beanie Baby Bubble is what the, the book I read is called. Mass Delusion and the Dark Side of Cute. Yeah, and now if you have those things, like Goodwill will sometimes refuse them. Beanie Babies? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Toys from the past here in Lincoln, they they sell them for like 50 cents to a dollar. Wow. In today's economy. I didn't realize, I didn't realize just how, yeah, like I said, just how, how big they were. I knew they were big, but I didn't know they were that big. Huge. Huge. Yeah. The guy, the Ty, Ty, because the the brand is Ty T Y. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that guy was just a reclusive of, billionaire. Speaking of OCD, 
Like mm-hmm. he, the people who were selling these things, he would do like display uh, tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff to make sure they're displayed and shown properly. And yeah, it was wild. <sighs> and periodically he, he tries to make a comeback. There's like these cutesy ones with like the big, eye, big heads and big eyes that are like chibi animals. And so he's still making stuff. They're still, the company is still producing huh. stuffed toys. I wonder how much one of them would cost. Let's go find their website. Like a new one. Um, if you got an average size one, so, you know, two fists together that big or so, um, I want to say that's like six bucks hmm. and they come in different sizes. Oh, okay. So they have holiday beanie booze, beanies, mm-hmm. bundles, beanie bellies, squishy beanies. You know, I think look, I, so I remember there was some kiosks at the, at the mall here and I remember my mom buying the princess Diana themed beanie baby yeah for like six bucks for beanies 30 bucks yeah yeah that's i mean it's just like an average plushie now they have pricing on the website from zero to 49.99 cute i have an appraisal book somewhere from a specific year that was like you know the list of all of them and how much they were worth yeah and that's just like like sports cards, like the, the Beckett, sports cards. <laughs> Beckett, Beckett monthly or whatever is, or you could look up your set and you can find your card and be like, Oh, in mint condition, it's worth this much. Yeah. Cool. It's something, hmm. man. It was something. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Let's see. So do we have any other goals? I think we, we asked that and then we, of course we got sidetracked. We always get sidetracked. What? Never. Um, I think, Continuing physical health or improving that is is always kind of just on there. Now, you know, obviously some years more successful and more motivated than others. Um, obviously, as you get older, every year you get older, it becomes more more and more important. Yeah. Um, so I'd really like to make that, you know, make some strides in that, in that regard. Um, other than that, just... Uh, I don't know. I guess just try to try to make your life better, however big or small. You know, it doesn't have yep. to be certain goals. Just if it if it makes you happy, it's yeah. great. What about you? Oh man, yeah. I just uh, I think I want to <laughs> I want to finish getting the house settled because uh, mm. I moved yep. in November last. Uh, been here for over a little over a year now, and yep. uh, I remember that helping you move yeah so um it's been it's been great in the new place but like i need to finish getting some kind of odds and ends done but you know there's going to be some things that you never touch right because that's just the way that's the way it goes yeah there's those boxes in the garage that just stay in the garage so part of i'll even get more specific part of the getting settled though is like i actually want to do a bit of a purge Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i want to have the kids kind of come down and look at some of these games and be like okay be honest when's the last time you touched hi-ho cherio I want it though. Yeah. No. You know, and some of these, <laughs> some of the, some of the, like the little kid games we would keep just because, you know, periodically we will have smaller kids yeah. come over and I'd want to keep them. But some of them, I ju- I'm just like, yeah, we can get rid of, we can get rid of a couple of these. Um, and, you know, some other things too. Uh, man, I was, I've been thinking about, speaking of collections, I have a Batmobile collection. 
I need to either get it displayed or probably do a purge and get rid of a bunch of those. Hmm. How many are we talking here? <sighs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to throw out a number. You tell me higher More. or lower. <laughs> 50. <sighs> Honestly, I think... I think I have 75 to 100. Now, this is all sizes, right? This is like Hot Wheels Varying car, sizes. Hot Wheels car to like... To Lego. Okay. You don't have an actual car size one. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think there's an auction? There's someone selling one? There's a guy following Instagram whose name I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guy who's definitely a subscriber. To yeah, the open yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, sorry, he, dude. He built his own in his garage... He modified a car and built it out and painted it. It looks sick, man. Does it look like the Michael Keaton one? No, it's um, it looks more like. Oh, this is gonna be a little confusing. The the TV show, the Batman one, or maybe Batman Brave and Bold somewhere. Wait, one of those TV show like not not Adam West, not Adam West. It's not the uh, it's not Batman the animated series. Are you talking the bat the Batman show on like Fox? One of them, yeah. Maybe Batman Brave and Bold. Oh, okay. Is that the most recent one? Or no? Okay. Yeah, it looks more like in that vein. Um, I haven't seen the latest Batman show. I haven't either. I've heard, or what was Gotham or something? Is that what it was called? Or I think the latest show would be like. Well, I guess that's what I'm thinking. One of the the latest, like the R-rated Teen Titans one. I didn't hear anything great about it, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I'm out of the loop. Yeah, out of the loop. I kind of, yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a little bit of a problem. Um, like, I, I, I'm at the point where I literally also need to decide if I'm going to continue down this path, I need to catalog. Mm. Yeah. I that would help you organize. Yeah. I've got a, I got a couple of Lego ones, uh, and I've got a, um, not even the big Lego one somehow. Um, and then I have a three and three quarter scale Batman animated series one that's similar to the one that I had as a kid. That's probably mm-hmm. two feet long, eighteen inches somewhere in there. <sighs> nice. It's pretty, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. So I just I need to I need to decide. Yeah. So like, there's the there's a bat cycle from the Batman up there, and then there's a little small Batman the animated series one right there. <laughs> and there's like the you can see the tail end of the Adam West Lego one oh, right yeah. there. You know. Well, I need to, yeah, like I said, catalog, organize, maybe purge. Hmm. Not all of them. Not all of them. I'll be, I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to think if I have anything, any like collection. I don't think I have anything that would rival that. (laughs) That's good. That's, I believe guess, it or not, Nate, that is a win. Well, I don't know, unless you count, like, old console, like, video game consoles. I actually have quite a few. Yeah. I've got several. Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Wii U, Wii, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5. Yeah. Sega I, Genesis, did I say that already? I actually did a purge of a bunch of those two. systems. I got rid of, like, my um, my SNES um and the and the Sega and how did you just take what? them to like where'd you take them gamers gamers yeah I took a bunch of stuff into gamers and 
Um, I kept the I kept the Nintendo because we were playing that fairly fairly consistent for a while. That's one I don't have. It's yeah. the regular Nintendo. Yeah, I got mine. I got mine from a Goodwill for like. I got it was a bundle that had a couple of games and like a dance pad oh, and some other peripherals, nice. and I got it all for like fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a chip in the in the console itself that like broke down, so I took it into gamers and I was like, all right, well let's see how much it costs to get repaired. And you know what? I don't like the dance mat or like some of these games that came with it. So I just mm-hmm. took the stuff that I didn't want and I was like, I want to trade this stuff in and then put it towards getting this repaired. And then it paid for the repairs and I had like a little store credit. Nice. So I was like, all right, this was, this was a sweet deal. Um, <clears throat> I think I still have super tech mobile. Yes. Oh, my favorite. Takes the favorite pass. Game. Takes the pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the blades of, uh, that's a hockey game. Or is that the hockey game? Yeah. The, yeah. Blades of Glory, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I, I got, I got the, so I got the Super or the the Ninja Turtles game collection for the Switch. Oh last yeah. Last year too, or maybe the year before, and that is great because it has the Ninja Turtles games on the Nintendo were some of my favorites. Oh yeah, me too. I, I know, I know that the first one is like one of the one of the harder Nintendo games. Yeah. Like it's that brutal you can play, and so like I enjoyed it but i would always get frustrated with it but the second one the arcade one was always like way more fun yeah like the yeah well now it's almost not fair too because you just hit the plus button and you get yourself that's like yeah. adding You're a like, quarter all right it's like yeah all right just got 100 lives no problem did you play the one like the the new game that was like kind of similar to that one i guess they have quite a few of them that are that are in that style yeah like the compilation i have i think has like eight games in it yeah yeah good times yeah, we were talking about this on, um, was it TikTok? Like, you sent me a video of the Ninja Turtles, the Vanilla Ice scene from the second <laughs> Turtles yeah. movie. Yeah. We need to watch, okay, that's a goal. Okay. We need to watch those. Now, I don't know about the other, like, the movies that came after. I don't really care about those. Yeah, I'll just watch that one, I think. Isn't there one where they go back in time? Turtles in Time. Is that the third one? <sighs> yeah, something like that. I never saw that. Is that the one where they decided that, like I'm a samurai. Swords was too violent, and so they gave him like tomfa sticks or something like that. Anyway, yeah, they nerfed him a little bit. Th- those movies were wild. I-, I haven't watched them in years. I remember watching one uh, when I was like in third grade or something, fourth maybe. Yep. And I got to stay up and watch it because I had to like write out my Valentine's Day cards to my whole class, and I had a big class. So, like we had like thirty-two people this in my is class. Take a while. So I was like, all right, I'll just write down the names, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I would watch those movies so many times when I was a kid. Yeah. Second one, of course, was my favorite. But the first one was great, too. Yeah. I read The Last, I read the last Ronin, uh, which, is yeah? A, yeah, which is a very sad Ninja Turtles comic. I should read the Ninja Turtles comics. It's really good. I, so I thought about going back and, like, starting from the beginning – um, so did you know that they're, that the Ninja Turtles are, a started out as like a spoof basically on Daredevil? No. So who does, who's the bad guys for the Ninja Turtles? Foot Clan. That's right. right. You know what the bad guys are for Daredevil? There, it's a group called the Hand. Oh, you know, I think I have heard some of this There's before. There's like, yeah, a bunch of similarities and I was just like, oh, well, I mean, you know, steal like an artist. That's what it is. There you go. 
uh, in the comic. And then of now course, it's all the its own thing. Yeah, it's just grown into its own thing. That's cool. But yeah, I've thought about going back and reading the. Uh, are they still making Turtles comics? I'm sure they are. La- yeah, the last Ronin is relatively recent. Oh, huh. I mean, relatively. So check those out. It was really good. I got it from the library, I think, and plowed through it. It was. Yeah, I have. Um, it was really cool. Speaking of comics, you mentioned this earlier that you you uh, read a few of those for as part of your books that you read. So I've got a few of the a few graphic novels that I could read. So maybe I'll do that too. Nice. Yeah. We should do books uh, I own. That have I you played my Ninja Turtles Munchkin, by the way? No. Ugh. All right. Well, maybe next. All right. Casual game. Right. We'll have to bust All that right. out. Right. <sighs> yeah. Man, one of my favorite toys when I was a kid, Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I had the I had their like wagon thing. Like their, oh, their did you? Van. Oh man. And it ah. was it had like a bunch of like crap that you could like move like adjust on it and stuff and Oh that thing was so cool. But uh my favorite toy was a Leonardo figure that like it was one where you could convert it from like you would flip like the head and the legs and the arms in and back and so it would basically it would be it would look like a baby turtle. Yeah. And then you flip it out and it would look like, you know, the, ninja the, turtle. the regular ninja turtle. Yeah, those things were so cool. Yeah. I wish I, I, I wish like I knew where that like what happened to that, but Yeah. Well, it's funny too because they've um they're doing like re releases of those. Are they? Like I don't know about that specific one, but I was at Walmart the other day and I was like, I forgot they were doing re releases where it's just it's like the exact same Ninja Turtles toys from our childhood, but they're brand new. Oh, <sighs> So cool, and I was Are like, "Are they really expensive?" No, that well, no, not really. No, no. Hmm. They have. I've considered, you know, for my for for the art, right? For my toy photography. Yes, yes. I've thought about getting some of like the nicer, very articulate Ninja Turtle figures, but man, they're that'd be cool. Those are expensive. You could put like real pizza in their hands. Like, I mean, you could. <laughs> they're still action figure size. <laughs> <laughs> They're not life size, but yeah, you just cut it. Good. You just, just cut it smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to check that out. Yeah, because that was that was really one of my favorite toys. My my dad got it for me as like a surprise. Yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. I yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Who is so? I mean, way off track here. I don't care. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I don't know. I don't even know if I had a favorite. Honestly. Yeah. Because that was Leonardo that I had. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could say Leonardo because he's blue. Yeah. Raphael because he was red. Yeah. But yeah. I was yeah. like Michelangelo too because, you know, nunchucks. Yeah. Nunchucks are cool. And, and Michelangelo was like the party. Like he was the, right? He was the party. No? Oh, Michelangelo? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah he, was he was the party. He was like, yeah, man. He's like, the party kind of the, the dumb one or whatever. Like. <laughs> Donatello was the thoughtful one. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he had like the gadgets. So in some of the newer iterations, he's like super nerdy. Even it's kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the newest movie with the? No, like, uh, produced by Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast should be pr- sponsored by Seth Rogen for as much as we invoke his name. Well, he he voiced one of the one of the bad guys. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rocksteady or Bebop or something. Yeah. It looked interesting. Man, we were gonna... Martin, Martin and I were talking about going to see that in the theater, and I feel like something else just came up, and we didn't. 
Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Mans was coming out we at the same see, time. We did see, yeah, across or, the Spooderverse. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <sighs> nice. Yeah, health goals, reading. It's kind of the main stuff. I want to try and, uh, yeah, settle the house just a bit more. Are you going to do any photography type challenges? So I'm actually helping to to put together the topics to do another bingo challenge this year. Okay. On on Miwi. Nice. That'd yeah. be cool. So I'll ho- hopefully have that done as of as of this recording. You know, over the course of this weekend, have that list submitted and get put up. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about like goals for this year and I was like, I think I just want to like read more. Oh, so this is, it's not like a goal per se, um, except in the doing. So we're familiar with Goodreads, track your books, page counts. Yep. There's, um, an app where you can track, uh, movies that you've watched. And I've decided to just track what movies I've watched this year. Tracked. Tracked. T-R-A-K-T, I think. Is that the one? I downloaded like three of these and I've been experimenting with different stuff. Uh, Learn to love TV again. I don't know about that. Oh. Oh, yeah. So it tracks. So uh, this year I've watched Equilibrium and Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Equilibrium, that's the one with Matt Damon. Is that the one with Matt Damon? No, no, no. Christian no, Elysium. Bale? Elysium. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Equilibrium. Christian Bale, the the, the kind of dystopic one. Oh, is that the, the one fancy with gun? Gun kata, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Elysium is what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. So I decided I'm just gonna like you can put TV shows in here too. I decided I don't want to commit to that right now. I'm gonna just like track, track the movies and. I don't know for the for funsies. Cool, good deal for funsies. It's all art. Sure, you know. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm gonna try and print some pictures this year too. I've decided. I'm looking at some of the pictures you have yeah. printed. Yeah. And you gave Eric one. Yeah, that's right. I did. I did a Yoshi, Yoshi. or a Mario. It was a Yoshi. Is it? Yeah, like ice skating or something. I think yeah. is what it is. Yeah. 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 He really likes that one. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I should do some more. I was thinking, so uh, I don't know. Why not? So you've got okay. So you're doing um, the bingo challenge, reading, movies, physical health, getting your house in order. Maybe the Batmo- Batmobiles. Yeah, yeah. Health for me. Health reading. I guess we'll probably keep it pretty pretty simple there. I don't know. I could, I'm sure I'll think of other things too, but I do kind of want to try and finish our Star Wars campaign this year. We're like, to uh, come, we're really close, aren't we? Are we getting to close? The point, yeah, a little bit where we kind of the groups campaign that would be yeah, Star where we Wars. can we can decide kind of uh, you know either to end the campaign entirely depends on how, it depends on how it goes too, right? Because we could all die. You we know, could you could get, all die get killed, which would be. Tragic. Tragic. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) like, would it be tragic? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, which would be very interesting. We'll see. Again, I don't, I always, I always remind them, like, I don't, um, I'm not going to save your characters. Uh, I'll let them die. It's fine with me. 
We haven't lost Ads anybody drama. yet. We haven't. We've gotten close. Yes, we have. We've gotten close. Yes. Um, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of like to round that out a little bit. We'll see if I we can pull it off both because of scheduling and because you have a weird DM. No. <laughs> cool DM. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, one thing that I, that could be a goal is me writing my own GURPS one-shot yeah. campaign. And I've already decided on the topic. It's, Ooh. it's an X-File. Well, it's an X-Files. Is it? One. Okay. Um, I could, well, I don't know. I have broad strokes. Well, like one broad stroke. Two. Should I give it now? No. Should I give it now? Should I wait? That's up to you. We play it's, it. it's entirely up to you, man. So my okay, I'll, I'll, so my idea is that um, the plan is is that there would be two new agents would be the characters that the players would play. Nice. And Mulder and Scully, of course, would be in it. Yeah, but, but they would not be player characters. And like the whole, basically the whole point is, I'm thinking is that these new, these player characters are uh, working like, they're not even really working with Mulder and Scully. They just kind of encounter them. Oh, but okay. your, the whole point is that you have to like go, you start in the basement where their office is. Yeah. And you have to work your way up in this. I don't even know if this is accurate, but in the F FBI building, you like, you got to go up like four or five floors to get to the. Uh, department where you can rent a car, and that's the whole point of the thing. That sounds great. That's it. You got to you got to make your way through these floors. You got to get up, you know, get from the basement up to here, nice. and rent a car to go somewhere to a work conference or something. I don't know. That's it. Awesome. Sounds very bureaucratic. But why not? I mean, that's the great. That's like the beauty of GURPS, though, right? Like you can run any kind of game. So, like uh, a couple but, of weeks ago, uh, you were going to come and we were going to do like a Home Alone type thing. That was sick. Yeah. But Nate was sick. And so what we were going to, what I was originally going to do is I was going to work with my son and he was going to be Kevin basically. Mm -hmm. And so he, I was going to let him set up whatever traps and, and kind of thing. But then when you got sick and I knew I had a new player um, who'd never done anything like this before, I was like, all right, we're going to base this on one of my favorite like fan theories about the first home alone movie, which is that uncle Frank is was it first of all it and to answer the question of what does kevin's dad do he's in the mob okay yep. he runs the chicago organization <laughs> nice and so this is like the fan theory this is my favorite fan theory about home alone he runs the chicago family um even though he's the younger brother and frank is the older one frank is jealous because it should have been him but we all can see in the movie that frank is not would not be like a good choice right no it's very obvious why he's not um, but it's never obvious to you, is it? So he hires, again, in the movie, he hires the wet bandits to... Frank does. To, Frank does, to burgle the house while they're gone, not knowing that Kevin was going to be there, of course, um, because it would make him look weak and it was going to like ruin his oh, power base and, and cause derision. And that would be an opportunity for him to rise. Um, and then, of course, you know, shenanigans ensue as, as, as we see. So instead of doing Home Alone proper, I decided to run a prequel game to Home Alone. And it was going to be the cruise, not the wet bandits. It's going to be, it's their first job um, working for Frank. Oh. So I didn't announce this. I just said we're running it like in the 90s. 
and you got to call this guy. And so they got to talk to this guy named Frank, who's giving them um, a job to do where they have to burgle a mall. And so they, you know, we made their character sheets uh, kind of quickly and it was a nice one shot. It was a nice one shot. And they basically got to go and rob this mall and get away and all this and stuff. And they did it. And they did it. Yeah. So then they got assigned at the end. So the end of the, the gaming session is, and as we're like closing and kind of wrapping up and they're talking to Frank and giving him what they stole. Um, he's like, all right, well, that was a great, you know, test job for you. I think you can, I think you can run with our crew and we got, we got more jobs coming up. Um, first of all, what I'm going to need you to do is to, you know, rob my brother's house on Christmas Eve. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it was nice. It was, it was kind of a great wrap around, awesome. which also means that we can, if we wanted to, we can invite them back and you can be Kevin instead of Martin. Oh, and you can potentially booby trap your house and we'll have like a little PVP. Yes. An entire cheese pizza. Just, just for me. me. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other things. That's actually says. Home Alone 2, but yeah. Is oh, it? no, no, that's Home Alone no, 1. I'm sorry. Pizza. He says he it in both. Pizza. Yeah, because <laughs> the guy comes to deliver it. Oh, man. I love that movie. I love those movies. Yeah. I, I haven't. I've been trying to get. I finally got Eric to watch the first one. Did he like it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Well, we've and we've seen the second one before, but like it's been a couple years, and so like you know this year Christmas, I was like, like should we watch the second one? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> um, so it's been a while since I've seen that one, but yeah. yeah, classic. Did you know that there are like three more of them at least? None no, them, I don't count them. No, but they're not written by the same people. They don't have the same actors. No, no, it's no, just it's just a cash grab. Shameless. Yeah. Shameless. And I think I would have been more okay with those if somebody was just like, like we talk about Face Off, like remake it every five to 10 years with new people in it and completely like oh, new yeah. people. Like, I would be okay with a Home Alone version of that. Oh, that would be so cool if they remade it, but, but, they, like, but it has to be like true to the spirit yeah. of it. Yeah. And I just, uh, but just continuing it with these, like these, like less and less like budget bin straight yeah. to DVD, straight to Blu-ray. And the difference is when you come to me and you tell me we've remade face off for this time, you know, I got the reins to make a face-off movie. You know, that's one, that's a different story. Uh, then when you come to me and you say, I've made Home Alone 3, French Stewart is one of the bad guys. <laughs> you know, I just, no disrespect to French Stewart. Is he really one of the bad guys? I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> you know, I just, it just, it's, uh, it's not, not the same. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same at all. Oh, so yeah, hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll run that and, you can. That'd be cool. You can be Kevin. Look forward to that. Kevin. Kevin. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the GURPS thing, I I feel I I think I'm probably probably think overthinking it too much because I'm like I gotta write it like like what is this like a TV pilot or something? <laughs> uh, but I mean, you got to set it up, you know, yeah. somewhat obviously. So I mean, I've seen so I've watched some of um like critical roles stuff mm -hmm. that they've done, which is, it is really interesting and good. Uh, would love to sit in on like one of those games. Um, and I've, I've watched even some of like Matt Mercer's videos about like his stuff that he does as mm -hmm. he's DMing and, and whatnot. And so like, I watched all that and I was just like, for the, for the campaigns I run, I've just been like, that's a lot of work. 
I don't think I'm going to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we when we did the like the Alta Link, it was kind of railroaded. You know, I really was obvious about like, okay, you know, the guy you met up with I was like, okay, now that you are here, please go over there and help us, you know, kind mm. of meet in a tavern, very directed, right. go do this. There was some stuff that you guys could choose. And then the Star Wars one, of course, I've just been like, yeah, you can do that. That's, that's cool. You want to go over to this planet and do this? Uh, sure. Let's see who you meet. Now, and has we, there been situations where you're like where you didn't have any characters planned because of the decision that the decision that uh, the players made. They're like, we're going to go over to this weird place that Um, you mentioned once. Yeah. When I thought, cause, cause that was the, the planning, the, the initial city was a hard thing because I was like, what if they want to like, walk down the street and wander into a building. What do I do then? What building is it going to be? How do I do, you know? And I was like, ah, I'm overthinking it. Like, I mean, you just like shuffle characters. Like I had them in this building, but since they decided to go here, I'm going to move them here or. The, yeah. The beginning part before you guys got off the first planet, I planned out quite a bit. Um, I thought I wasn't, I wasn't sure how murder hobo people were going to be. <laughs> There was, oh, so yeah, specifically there was a bunk or the building that you guys were going to go into where JD threw Alexa, like up and through a window. Mm. Um, that building, when you guys first encountered it, I thought, I thought I had set it up well so that it was going to be like a heist type thing. Mm-hmm. And instead you guys were like smash and grab. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, cool. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind at all. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so it was just very different and you never know kind of how, what people you, are going to do. If you, I've, I've kind of learned that like, if you want your characters to behave within certain parameters, then you got to like find a way to incorporate that into their character sheets to give them motivation. And that way, if somebody's like, well, I'm just going to throw him through a window. You're like, well, but why would your character do that? You know? Mm, Yeah. So it's, it's just, I've learned a lot from about like, okay, here's how we shape this a little better. Cause like, I do want to do a very investigative kind of, um, my idea is to set it in Casablanca and basically, it's kind of uh, like a like a hybrid of of HP Lovecraft Lovecraft and um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so like mm-hmm. investigative stuff where like the Nazis are of course moving occult items, and you guys need to like hunt and find it and figure out how to get to it without mm-hmm. basically without seeing what the thing is um, and that sort of thing. But why would it like? kill you if you saw what it was. yeah because there's certain like concepts in mythos of like um like, like it here's drives this you book. insane or something yeah here's this it. book of cthulhu but you you know what it is but you can't read it because if you read it you'll go mad and or sometimes there's the other side of like well if you read it and you know about it that instantly gives power to whatever this is just knowing mm. what it contains and so then you guys would have to decide stuff like, oh, well, do we crack it open? How do we authenticate it? It could be a book of blank pages. We don't know. Interesting. So yeah, just That's cool. That kind of stuff where it's more focused on like social interactions and investigating 
some different things, avoiding the Nazis. You know, you don't want to like cause a ruckus, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, anyway. So that would be incorporated into the sheets as opposed to just like build a cool character. You guys are all friends and do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Kind of like a little bit more of a guided yeah. mission focused yeah. kind of thing. Um, there's some game called like, I think it's called, is it Gloomhaven? Yeah. That, that, is that, that on that, in that same vein I've never or it. not? Like, <laughs> cause I've heard people, I've heard people talk about that and they're like, yeah, we have like, we had like an 18 hour Gloomhaven session or something. Yeah. I've heard of some games, um, like the, there's like some pandemic games too, that are kind of a little bit more like you play it repeatedly. And the more you play it, the more it changes the, the game itself. Oh, Oh. I don't know if it's so far as like that one game that you have where it's like, I have to use this card, rip it up. Is that, I think that's gloom, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven might be. Where they like cards that you actually destroy. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But I think I want to say that, that if you want to play a game, play that game, it is like a, quite an investment in like time. Yeah. And so, money. That's an yeah. expensive Gloomhaven's. If I remember right, is like very expensive. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I definitely want to. Yeah, I kind of want to wrap up the GURPS. So GURPS. Thing. I really want to play in your X. We've been kicking it around for a while, and that's pretty X Files one. Um, I think my well, the biggest hurdle for me is just going to be setting like creating the the non-player the NPC like sheets, and then I guess like yeah, knowing when to roll on for them and when to tell the players to roll and so I probably just need to watch some videos on you know yeah. how to do it I mean I've seen you do it but yeah. you know and Alexa yeah it's true yep Alexa's done it um yeah well this is some good goals I think I think we've got we do we've got yeah. some good ones so we'll have uh um Maybe next year, another goal, we review this episode <laughs> and prepare yeah. and we see how we did. And we can see how we did. That's a good idea. I feel like I, it feels really obvious now that we're saying it around the mics, <laughs> like, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right. You know, one of our, so one of our, uh, I've been talking about GURP specifically with somebody as I've kind of muddled my way through a few things and I've run, um, so I have non-gamer people that I occasionally will run a couple of ideas pot by to make sure that I'm not being too subtle with what I'm hoping is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's always the option of like, if you if you're setting up a puzzle of some kind and you accidentally make it too hard, then you there's a point where you just say you just encourage the players to come up with an answer and whatever they come up with, you say yeah, that's it good job fantastic mm. you know just get that role play kind of yeah thing going or or there's the other option of like if you set something up and you think yeah this is going to be challenging and they just done it you know they just knock it out like oh my goodness here here's, we do this then we do some with this and they nail it then you can just be like this is unbelievable you guys you know and there's always opportunity so i try and run things by because i want to have like a nice medium mm. most of the time um so i I uh, was like, yeah, so we actually have a live session or a session that we recorded and, and put out. So if you want to check it out, feel free. And she was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. I think I will. And then she was like, wow, 
that first episode was interesting. And I was like, yeah, what did you think? And she was like, no, 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 no. I mean, episode one of the open eclectic. And I was like, oh, you're starting from the beginning. Oh, wow. It's like the backstory is not necessary for the uh, GURP session, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Deep so, cuts. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> Recruiting another uh, another yeah. listener. That's great. Slowly. I like it. I like it. Calmly. Coolly. <laughs> Without incident. Yeah. I'm trying to try and record more regularly this year, too, I think. Yeah. Now, I really like that we split that group's episode into four chunks. Yeah. Because, for one, it gave us more, like, gave us content that we could, you know, release. <laughs> You yeah. know, we, you know, we wouldn't just like dump it all like in one episode. Yeah, that'd then, be a big, uh, be a but, big but yeah, but so, but like, so it allowed us to get more episodes out and it was in a more bite size. Yeah. But ish bite size pieces. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What did you think about, about the format and the release? But, uh, I think it worked well. I think, um, it's kind of, it's tough cause we we're doing a one shot and we weren't, there's no way to know how, uh, like how fast we were going to get it and some of that right. stuff. So, um, I think if we should do it again, like if we do it for the X files one, I guess I would, uh, maybe just keep an eye on the time a little bit better and maybe we'll deliberately pause. Oh, like just get to a point where like, we're going to stop right here. Yeah. Cause sometimes splicing it was tricky. I knew I wanted to do, uh, yeah, a couple of, to break it up into a couple of parts. I wasn't sure how, how many. So I mm-hmm. just like put a bunch of flags in and then went back and was like, okay, here's anyway. So the editing okay. took a while on that, but yeah. which was fine. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really put any thought into like, no. we're going to break it here <laughs> or we're going to make a pause here so that we can split it or anything like that. We're just like, we're going to do it and then we should split it up. Yeah, pretty much. I was really happy with it when I was editing it. I was, I was laughing like through part of it. Cause I just, I waited a little bit and then I went back and edited it and I had kind of, uh, yeah, just to have it refresh. I was like, all right, this was actually a lot of fun. Good. <laughs> Alexa messaged us and she was like, I forgot how, I forgot how frustrated Josh was at the end of this session. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I can't believe it took me so long to figure some of this stuff out because you looking back, I was like, yeah, you made it obvious. I just yeah. didn't see it. Hello, McFly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's like we kind of knew, like, or had an idea of what she was wanting us to do. Yeah. But then at the same time, we're like, yeah, but we want to do this. But I don't want to do that. We yeah. don't want to do that. <laughs> so it's like, we know what we should do, but we're going to do it this way. Yeah. I actually so. kind of, so after playing it and listening to it, I kind of want to do like we've talked about for that they should do for movies. I kind of want to do have another person run like a face off type campaign again. Oh, okay. Be like a theme. Yeah. 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 I think that could, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, this could be, this could be fun. Like Nader, I should run one and we could have like a a guest on to to be whomever. And then another person could take it over. Yeah. That's a good idea for sure. Speaking of guests, you mentioned that you want to have Andy back on. Yeah. To discuss more Batman. Yeah. And he was open to it. Wanted to revisit um, the, the Batman. Also, 
someday we need to talk about the Sopranos. Yeah. I probably should have watched more of that over my instead of holiday break instead of Justified. <laughs> but Justified's a little easier because there's not as much like hard cursing in it. And I have younger yeah, kids yeah. who are, mm-hmm. you know, so I was just like, uh, I, cause I did think about it. I was like, oh, I should. And I was like, ah, uh, is there going to be swearing uh, people getting shot? There's a lot less, uh, vulgarity uh, and like nudity yeah. and the themes are much more subdued in justified. Yeah. I mean, you got like, there's some hard S's premium, it's an FX show. semi-premium, uh, you know, cable versus yeah. premium cable. So. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Someday. No rush. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Sopranos hit its, its 25th anniversary of its release, like what, yesterday, that. I think. I did see that. And, and TikTok is making 25 second like summaries of each episode and, and, <laughs> and like the, the Sopranos account is doing that. That's fine. I haven't checked it out, but yeah. I, I should. I'll have to look at that. Uh, yeah. Uh, now that uh, uh, Max has commercials though, it makes it harder to watch. Does it have commercials with all the subscription so. levels or? I haven't. Yeah. <sighs> well, no, there's a subscription level you can pay for that doesn't have ads, but I just uh ads scourge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just maybe maybe if I have some time I'll have to think about it. The next time I know I have some time where I'm gonna be able to watch it, I'm just gonna How far are get you it from into the library. It? I'm like an episode further than last time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they're so spoilers, I guess. Uh so uh Tony and Carm are uh, separated and so he was staying in like that boathouse and oh yeah he's, anyway white caps whatever I think is the name of the episode yeah so yeah uh, I it's it's not forgotten it's just it's more difficult to watch it is sometimes to find time a little more difficult to watch that particular fit it show. in with your with the rest of the folks that you live with yeah family yeah it's about family it's about <laughs> <laughs> they should understand <laughs> I am probably going to end up watching those movies over the summer. My son has asked. So we do, we do, no, (laughs) the other family. Oh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, A couple of summers ago, we did the Marvel, Mm -hmm. summer of Marvel. Last summer, we did a summer of Mission Impossible, which we culminated with going to see the new one in the Mm -hmm. theater, um, which was much better than the Marvel one. I will watch Mission Impossible 2 over, over and over over again, which I actually like Mission Impossible 2. I enjoyed it. I thought, Maybe it was good. I thought it was good. A deep dive for another time. Um, and I think this summer, maybe we'll do, he's been asking, maybe we'll do Fast and the Furious movies. How many of them are there now? Like 10? 10. There are 10. I think there's exactly 10. 10. Yeah. There's still, there's quite a few I haven't seen. I haven't seen the second one. I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen Tokyo Drift. I haven't seen a bunch of the, bunch of the later ones. You've only seen the first one? I've only seen the first one. I mean, the first one is great. First one is timeless. It's, is it? Yes. Okay. You know, it's been long enough since I've seen it. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable, like, saying one way or the other. I just, I, I saw I, it in theater, like, twice. Wow. I mean, it came out, like, in it was the in theater. high school when it came out. Man. You know, I went to a lot of movies last year. 
Yeah. Cause I'm like kind of notoriously, I just do one or two, you know, sometimes, sometimes none in a I year. Don't, I think I've only been, I only went to like a couple. Is last year, the year that we started off by going to the matrix four. I think that was, was two, that two years, years ago? ago. I think you're right. I heard they're maybe making a fifth one. What? I'm here for it. I don't even care. I'll watch it. I don't care. I don't care. I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, man. Yeah. When is like, it, when are they just going to cr- completely cross over John Wick and the Matrix? Like, <laughs> the I same have not guy. seen John Wick 4. I've only seen the first John Wick. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be in my unpacking. I thought I was going to find, because I think I own those, John Wicks 2 and 3. Um, I have the first one, and I actually know where that one is. But anyway, yeah, I keep meaning to keep an eye out for those. Isn't there a TV show now based on the John Wick universe? They were like, talking about making one, The Continental. I don't know yeah. if they did or not. They probably did. Uh, yeah. So much. So much to watch, read, yeah. do. And I'm trying to prioritize. I want to try and prioritize reading a little bit more over watching stuff this year. Like I've Me got some too. family shows that I'm doing for sure. And then like Justified and Sopranos. But I, so I also have like six versions of the Count of Monte Cristo that I'm going to watch this year. There's like a mini series from the seventies. that's like nine hours long mm-hmm. in total. So I'm going to watch wow. that. I'm going to watch the Jim Caviezel one. I'm going to watch the anime one called Gankutsuo. Oh, um, which I actually have seen. I saw years ago. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've decided I'm just going to like, I'm going to go through and watch all the iterations of. The you, you really should become a kind of Monte Cristo scholar. I mean, you basically are. I, I don't even think I go that far. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I appreciate the words. I just, uh, I'm not comfortable to own that moniker just yet. Next year. Well, yeah. Yeah. Work at it a little more. Adapted media. Yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. Sure. Oh man, good stuff. Well, we got to do another. Uh, oh, you know what? You know which one? You know what episode I wanted to do? We've we've wanted to do it for a while. We've just struggled to find the right time. We got to do the taste off uh, between scooters and Starbucks and like Ziggy's. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't taste. done a, we haven't done a food yeah. slash drink one in a while. Yeah, yeah. Because we did that whole episode on energy drinks. That was yeah. great. I think we've done two where we've tasted. There was one. There's another one that we did that was more recent. That was where we had like coffee, energy drinks, and that's like a, right, like a workout inter- or workout drink mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Alexa gave us, and then yeah. So yeah, we should totally do that. Maybe we should do that. Maybe that should be the next one. We should do that like on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, because we usually record Not in the evening at night after like the kids are in Three bed cups and then coffee. we get together and oh. then. Well, and if you choose, I was thinking if we picked two to three drinks from each, you know, a drink that we order the same at every place and then compare them that way. So that mm-hmm. would be like nine coffees. Ugh. Okay. What Maybe if we should do two? Maybe we should start with two places well, and compare them. Or we, or we get the drinks, the same drinks, but we don't each get one. We just. Well, I was share. thinking we'd split a small. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. But still, that's a lot. to that, that is a lot. Yeah. To consume. <laughs> Maybe we should start with two and then whatever the winner is, we'll compare to another one at another date. Maybe that would be a better. Okay. I like that. I like that idea. Trim it down. We could could hit like all the coffee shops, like, well, not all of them, the big ones. Yeah. I like that idea. We should do it. We should do it. All right. Well, should we, should we call it? Uh, If you, yeah. 
Unless, yeah. you, unless you got more. No, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, you got goals for the year? We love to hear them. Love to hear them. Yeah. Have you, have you been checking the email? I don't. I or do you? How do you get the emails? Yeah. Have we gotten any emails? Mainly spam. Oh. Have you claimed your blah, 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 on the meta? <laughs> or like, or like, my favorite is when they're like, uh, we'd like to partner with you and help promote our materials. And then it's like lipstick. And I'm like, mm. uh, no. you know, I just, uh, that part of my life is gone. <laughs> it was never a part of my life, to be honest. Like, well, it's definitely not here. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Well, we got an email from. Not here in Kansas. So the email for the Podbean uh, account which hosts the hosts the podcasts comes to me still yeah and they said like oh we'd like you to part- partner with you for advertisements and then but it was basically then we would be like recruiting for them and like <laughs> so I'm like yeah no thanks yeah just just tell just us if you want us to, if you tell us that you're gonna put ads on our podcast so we can like you know monetize maybe but yeah. I don't you know I'd be happy with yeah you know I just uh, I don't think that's what they were going for it's though. fine yeah I don't care so yeah alright well thanks to everyone for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode hopefully about coffee yeah and if not then we're gonna act like you missed an episode but never release it <laughs> <laughs> just kidding nice <laughs> later <laughs>Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. Thank you.